on the edge of space before time began there was only the hubverse sprocketeers avenged clarity they dismantled obscurity they danced when the flywheel spun here we bring you the stories and the journeys to becoming the hubspot super admin Welcome to Becoming a HubSpot Super Admin podcast, where we're championing the HubSpot Super Admin. Today, we're here with Christina, and we'll start out with your spirit animal. Tell us your spirit animal, Christina, and why. Have to be a bird. Um, okay. I love I love all things birds. I collect uh, bird cages. I even have like a bird cage necklace. Okay. Um, so, absolute bird, and I'm a Sagittarius, so I like to travel, so can't stay in one place too long. Um Love Blackbird by the Beatles. Anything that's bird-related. So, bird easily. Bird easily. And not any bird, I'm hearing. Like, not a type. The not, concept. Not really, because there's not one that fits me perfectly. Like, I love owls. Um, I'm a Ravenclaw, if you're if you're a Harry Potter fan. So, I feel <laughs> yes. like, like the bird motif is there. But the Owls always got me with the wisdom thing. Yes. I don't yeah. know how that got connected. <laughs> They're also kind of cranky. Like, I think, like, I love, like, the golden owl from, yeah. um, oh, what's it called, that movie? Um, Clash of the Titans. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Archimedes in um, The Sword in the Stone. So if there's, if there's like, a cartoon or, like, a, a fictitious owl, like, I am a thousand percent here for it always. I love that you just brought up Sword in the Stone because <laughs> that was the first one for me. I love Archimedes. Oh he's my feisty. Gosh. They're all feisty. They're, they're all, all feisty. They're, they're feisty or quiet. And if they, yeah, if they do talk, they're like sarcastic. And I'm like, that's my people. Yeah. And Lion King. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> I love, I love, I hear love owls. But yeah, any bird, but yeah, owls are great. All right. So let's move on then. Uh, we've covered the bird and. How fitting that you literally have a necklace that's a birdcage. I, I have, like, this is not the only one I have. Like, right, I, have, I have tons. I have, like, I always get told, like, I'll go places and I'll have one on. And I, like, every single time I leave my house, I'll have a birdcage on. And I can't leave my house without somebody commenting on it. Like, every you time. You don't have to answer this. Do you have yeah. a bird or birdcage tattoo? I don't. Ooh, Okay. Nope. No. I thought about having Blackbirds added as a tattoo because I do love um, Blackbird by the Beatles. Yeah. But no. No. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> I have a few tattoo ideas, so we'll see. We'll see what those what those look like if I actually get them. So Christina, we like to do the where you're at now. Mm -hmm. uh, what started you on your HubSpot life? And then we'll mm -hmm. talk about the in-between. So give us the goalpost that is this moment right now. What are you doing at HubSpot? Uh, and how would you how would you characterize your role? I'm the Senior Marketing Manager of Offline Community and Advocacy. My goal is to take care of the people who love us and who are constantly sharing their knowledge and helping others about how to use HubSpot, how to solve your problems with it, what does that look like? So I, I like to call it being a fan of the fans. I've been a fan of HubSpot for about six years. So 
I've been in the shoes of the people that I take care of now. I, I know what it's like to love a company and to be able to and use that tool every day and want to be seen and want to be appreciated and want to have resources. And so I'm, I'm really lucky to be in a position to make sure that people are taken care of. And I hope that if you're watching this and um, you're one of our hub fans, I hope you feel appreciated. If you don't, please email me and or message me and let me know how I can help you. Like I want to take care of you. Um, so that's yes. now. Please message Christina if you don't feel loved. <laughs> so please, like, she will come to me. Like let yes. me know what's up. Yes. Um, but in the past, like I said, I've been a HubSpot fan for a very long time. Um, I was working as a marketing director and was looking to do some extra work. I was doing work in um, Southwest Virginia and I was working mm -hmm. with small businesses, but I wanted to do more. I was doing, I was able to consult, but I wasn't able to execute. And I think if, if sure. you are those people in the trenches, that's kind of an itch that never leaves you. Like I can come up with ideas all day long, but part of me is always like, let me do the work. Like, let me actually do it. I want to keep my, my hands dirty. I want to get my hands dirty. So I wound up, um, going on Upwork and, um, took a lot of certifications and, um, wound up getting, um, getting in touch with someone that had an inbound agency and started doing work for them. Absolutely fell in love with it. Um, that agency was acquired. So I like carried over and started doing consulting and freelancing work for the other agency. I've okay. done consulting and freelance work for other HubSpot users. So I was, um, I've done workflows. I've done emails. I've done social media <laughs> programming, uh, scheduling. I've set up ad, um, ad accounts. Um, I've cleaned up CRM but the CRM accounts, like I've done a little bit of everything I've done. I, I don't know Hubble. Like I haven't done the code, sure, um, sure. but I've done a little bit of everything else. Um, and at one point I had all of the certifications. I was also accepted to be a trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but I left, I wound up getting a job with another agency that wasn't an inbound agency. Like literally I had done all of the classwork. I, I was like halfway through the practicum. It's like a book that you have to complete. And so I had done all of that except for like the second half of the practicum book. And, right. um, and then I left the agency and I was like, well, I guess I can't be a trainer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't be a trainner. I got to just like love you. Just set that aside. Um, so set oh. that aside and was like, okay, I can't, I can't do that. Um, and, um, yeah, just, just kept working and, and working and, um, yeah, all, all roads somehow lead to HubSpot. So, so not a yellow brick road, but like an orange brick it's road. An orange brick road. <laughs> it's just <laughs> get out of my head. <laughs> get out of my head. It, uh, it it's interesting to hear from you that the the agency life was the the first thing, and I know we were we're getting on to the idea of where you're at now, and you're mm -hmm. a fan of the fans, mm -hmm. and so then that that work that you had done from mm -hmm. agency life, doing the training, mm -hmm. going through being a trainer, but then also actually getting your hands through, actually doing the work. Yeah. That then leads you to the role now of knowing what it takes. And yeah. so appreciating and uplifting and empowering those people who are doing that work. Cause you know what it's already been like. Yep. Yeah. So Walk us I, through, yeah. yeah, maybe a couple more of those. So back at the beginning, yeah. The first one was an agency. Is that what I heard you say? Mm -hmm. It was an agency. Yeah. How did you get there? 
what were you doing right before? And then what switched? Um, I was doing a lot of social media work. A lot of my entry point into marketing was social. My degree is actually in English, but I was a math teacher for five years. So mm-hmm. I have I have like the definition of a nonlinear path. And I was doing a lot teacher of social vibes, work. For yes. sure. Yes. Good. Okay. I, I okay. take that in the in the highest way. <laughs> teacher as well. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so what wound up happening was um when I started figuring out, and I think a lot of people's story is like this, where you, you want to learn something new. I'm, I'm an eternal student. I'm always looking for what what classes I can take, what I can learn. Um, and so I thought about marketing and when I met my husband, like two weeks into us dating, he had said like, you should go into marketing. You, you like immediately see things, know how to fix it, know how to improve it. Yeah. And make it better for the audience. And so I was like, that's funny. I'm a teacher. Like, I'm good. <laughs> but You're funny. You're cute. You're funny. That's adorable. Yeah. Um, but then when I seriously thought, like, really contemplated the idea of doing something different with my career, I found HubSpot Academy. And oh. I, I think there's so many people who can say that. I mean, HubSpot Academy opened the door to so many of today's marketers and sales professionals. It's... Mm-hmm. I... I I know that you can put numbers up, but I can't, I don't think you can quantify the impact personally, just because that was my gateway. And I remember, I remember taking as many as I could. At one point I had almost all of them. Um, and you just, you go into the team and you can see all the teams and you can see like, that's all of them. It's like connect all (laughs) on my list, on my line. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Christina, this is great. Yeah. I want to pause because you're, yeah. I agree with you a thousand percent that, uh, the HubSpot Academy mm-hmm. is a free online resource right mm-hmm. now. In my last count, there were 36 different certifications. And we're constantly upgrading and, right. and optimizing and adding. And yeah, there's, it's, it's constantly in flux as they continue to optimize. So those of you listening or watching here, if you have not gotten to the HubSpot Academy and take in a class, do it right now. Open a tab right now and go to the HubSpot Academy and start a class. You can do it on SEO or inbound, one of the hubs, one of the tangential topics that relates to a hub. The motions that you can learn for free, get a certification for free by putting in the time and work, uh, like Christina just said, might uh, might be the catalyst into the next thing that you've been wanting to do. And I think it's, I think it's such an amazing foundation. I mean, I started with the OG inbound certification <laughs> and that's just how my brain works now, Right, right. but that's just how my brain works. So like people think about marketing and I immediately think of inbound marketing. I like, that's how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at problems. That's how I think about like, how do we take care of the audience and my job? Like it's when we think about inbound marketing and, and we think about value, that's, a, that's constantly what I'm thinking about in terms of the advocates. Like, where's the value I can provide them? What am I doing that's different than what was being done before I started? How are they feeling sure. any different? Cause, and I think you would agree with this. Like, I don't think it's, a, I don't think my job is about making people do things because mm-hmm. our customers and partners are incredibly passionate. They're going to do it whether I ask them to do it or not. It's, Right. How can I focus them? How can I make them feel appreciated? And how can I provide opportunities for them to now they get to be the star, they get to be on stage. Mm-hmm. And so that value first, that customer first, I mean, that's inbound. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Yes. But you, you wrapping it up into the nice package of being a fan of the fans. 
that's a nice tagline for inbound and okay. and you embody that thank you i appreciate it it's uh so it's teaching uh is is it the teaching end of the year and you say all right i'm not going to go back to the classroom next year or is it summer break or winter break when then did you go yeah. from the teaching to the next thing so i taught for five years in north carolina and um met my husband we got married then we got pregnant and we wanted to have be near his his parents so they would have grandparents um mm-hmm. in their lives so we moved to virginia and mm-hmm. so moving to a different state and then i was a stay-at-home mother for a few years and it really changes your entire perspective and Heard. like i knew who i was pre-husband i knew who i was post-husband i didn't know who i was as a mother like understood and and then having time away i was up for a few teaching jobs and like the passion wasn't there mm-hmm. like there's a there's a passion you have to have as a teacher because like the money's not going to take care of you the respect right. of the classroom isn't going to take care of you like it is an inner driven thing and which it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that I think that teachers are the most underappreciated professionals out there. Agreed. Um, especially when you realize that they are they are in charge of lifting up future generations and providing opportunities and really kind of setting the stage for future success for like literally the next generation. The generation, um, the economy, the yeah, leadership yeah, of the nation. Yeah. And I was a math teacher, so I wasn't like the fun like English teacher that was teaching Shakespeare or like teaching yeah. all these things. I was teaching, I taught pre-algebra, algebra, pre-calculus, algebra two. Um, I taught game theory. I taught discrete math. Nice. I, I taught. Um, taught We're talking honors. at the high school level. Um, first year was high school. Second year, um, uh, second and third year were eighth grade, and I also taught North Carolina history. It was hist- half history, half math, and it was algebra and, and it was ge- algebra and geometry. And bless then, your heart for teaching eighth graders. <laughs> that's the toughest. <laughs> wow, that's the toughest. And then the um, and then the last year, the last two years was um, it was a private school, so they had like an um, they had like upper school blended. Yeah, so they had blended. So okay. I taught ge- I taught geometry plus um um I taught the geometry plus class, which was like the eighth graders that were taking geometry, so they were like advanced, advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I taught pre-algebra, algebra, algebra two, pre-cal, discrete math, and the discrete math had like logic. It was more like algebra three. Mm-hmm. It was like you need another math class, but you're not doing pre-cal, and you're not trying to go to an Ivy. Got it. That kind of class. So a little bit of everything. <laughs> Lots of formulas. So workflows and that logic is literally oh, that makes total sense. Well, that's yeah. game theory. That's, a, that's right. literally like a workflow is game theory in action. Yeah. It's like, it's a decision tree. It is literally a decision tree. So like workflows yes. are golden. Like, what do you want to do next? Set. What, what could they do? What could they do? What are the different options? That's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what workflow is. It's it's game theory. It's it's mm-hmm. basically a decision tree. Yeah. So then, okay, you become a mom. Yes. And you get some more teaching offers, mm-hmm. which you don't take. No. What then is your first job back after your maternity mother time? 
I was a career services professional for a technical university. And so my job was to audit people's social, prepare them for interviews, make sure they were doing what they needed to do. Oh. I was setting up, um, they were externships. So it was externships mm -hmm. for IT professionals, externships for CNAs, externships for, um, for LNAs. Um, so just, or LPNs, sorry, um, LPNs. And then, um, trying to get everything they needed. So I was working with clinics. I was working with, um, our local hospitals. Um, I was working with small businesses that needed, um, IT externs, um, making sure all that was done. And then, yep. um, and then basically educating people on what they needed to do, what they needed to look out for, what your resume needed to look like. I created my first community while I was there, um, creating the alumni network for the school. They didn't have okay. one in place. Um, I created a Twitter account for the school so that we were able to like, just the <laughs> seeds are something. there. Like there's, there's all these little seeds that wound up growing up to be a quite a bit larger. Um, Christina, this is my first. 2015, 2016. I would have to look at my LinkedIn, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, about that. Yeah. It was about Ish. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did that for a couple of years. And, and mm -hmm. so this is preparing. I mean, you're pouring into people and you're loving on them and you're giving them grace of whatever you find and helping yeah. them, meeting them where they're at. And mm -hmm. it sounds like getting them set up and prepared for what they're moving into. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> I love your experience so far because it's all in such alignment with <laughs> the, the amazing job you do of being yeah, a fan of the you. fans. Thank you. I, I think I hope that so that's the sense. thread. I hope that that's the thread because I look at him like, I guess it makes sense. Maybe. <laughs> right. For all of us, when we look back, we're like, well, I mean, there was craziness, if you want to be honest. But yeah, when we make it sound so nice and 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 clean, of course. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit I'm also a bit of a polymath. Like my like I took my SAT, my English and ver like my verbal and math were the identical score, like every time I took it. And then as an English major, was offered um, a math teacher position, um, emergency license in North Carolina, because English teachers are harder to come by. Like, those positions mm -hmm. are harder to come by. You can be a theater major and get an English teacher position. Um, so, took a math position, loved it, but public school wasn't for me. Went into the private sector and taught private school for four years. Um, and the second, the second school that I taught at was specifically for students with learning differences. So, I taught students who had, like dyslexia, dyspraxia, had a couple students um, that had Asperger's and mm -hmm. we learned um, the Orton-Gillingham method, which was incredibly important because it's, it's a learning style specifically to make sure that people can retain mm -hmm. and, but it's, it's differentiated instruction. It's your teach, which is marketing. It's, I'm going to create <laughs> this specific yes. content for this specific person, because this is the kind of content they need in order for them to get it. Like that's marketing. Like, differentiated instruction is exactly what teachers do. It's the exact same thing that marketers do. This person, is, this person is in this part of the flywheel because of that. This is the kind of content that will resonate. And I need to make sure like that's, that's literally all it is. Like it's so like the seeds, the threads are there. Nothing you're yeah. saying makes sense, Christina. And I don't know why <laughs> people have given you any power. Cause I, it just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, the synthesis that you're doing right now has been the key for me over my life of 
understanding a pattern and something I've already done that I've experienced yeah. in that I know how it works yeah. for me to be able to uh, adapt to what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, wow, differentiated learning is marketing because I am have a That's new audience. Right. I have, there's a new audience in front of me. So I'll definitely use the message I used on the audience from before. No, mm-hmm. it, it just yeah. doesn't even, yeah. you just wouldn't. If there's a 18 year old and an eight year old in front of you, you're going to talk at them differently. Yeah. And it's just oh, so. Well, well think yeah. of it this way. You have, and you can even see this in the type of learner. So you have an auditory learner. That's a podcast. <laughs> you have you have someone who's a, more of a tactical learner. That's a hackathon. You have like <laughs> just map you, the learning styles to yeah. literally. You have one topic, but you have yeah. seven pieces of content because there's seven different ways people learn. Yeah, and that's and that's why they tell you to like distribute your content in different ways because right. not everyone is going to consume that content in a specific way. Everyone, whether they acknowledge it or even if they don't know what they're doing, like if they don't right. know why they're doing it, they'll say like, "I don't like reading books, but I love reading. I love audiobooks. or "I don't like this, but I love this," and it's because that's how your brain works, and that's not a bad yeah. thing or a good thing. That's like that is your truth. It's that's true. your source of truth. So as marketers, as brands you that should be in the forefront like we talk like you talk about personas a lot but also like thinking like how are they most likely to consume this information and it like it is it's it's differentiated instruction sometimes you're going to have to do it over and over again you're going to have to do it in different ways you're going to have to you're going to have to give them different options until they let you know which works for them right right that's exactly what it is i mean the the teaching it it it, do, it shouldn't make sense it should not create like a clear transition but it does yeah like i because i was a math teacher a lot of people didn't like the class like who who loves math like most people don't and so most people don't right most people don't and i had a lot of students who had struggled in previous classes and so I got to be the person that made them believe in themselves again, that made them mm-hmm. see what they were doing. And I think that that's a really, that, I think that that's such a really great opportunity that HubSpot provides for people too, where maybe they haven't felt successful in their job and HubSpot was able to give them like, well, here's a course in, in HubSpot Academy that will make you feel better and will make you maybe rethink things, maybe reframe right. how you're looking at things. And right. that might be the thing that gives you that light bulb moment. And I will tell you this, and I'm sure you feel this way as a teacher. The light bulb moment is the most dopamine heavy thing you will ever experience in your entire life. When you see someone who is struggling and you see this look on their face when they get it and they believe in themselves, that is the most magical. Like, I don't miss teaching. I miss that. I miss that. Oh, grit that. I don't miss lesson plans. I don't miss bell work. No, I miss that. I miss, I miss you get to see moment. someone light up. You get to see someone literally light up and then you get to see someone believe in themselves. Like I had a student who worked harder than probably anyone I've ever seen. And she was in algebra. I got her ready and I said like I'm going to be teaching I'm going to be teaching the geometry class next year. Mm-hmm. I think we should put you in the advanced class because I know that I know that you will work to cover the gap. And I think that you're capable of it. And she cried. 
And it's and then I wound up talking to her mom later at like the parent teacher conference that was scheduled scheduled later. And she said that, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I hope I didn't hurt her feelings. Like I don't know what happened. And she said that she had always wanted to be a doctor, but she was like in middle school and she was struggling in math. And the teacher basically said, like, if you're not good at math, you can't be a doctor. And so her like I wasn't telling her she was good at math I was telling her she could be a doctor and she, she internalized that lost it lost yeah. it in a good way but lost it in the, yeah yeah and that's the thing is there's so many people who put you down and they may not realize they're telling you like that dream is dead like that dream is gone now right and and right. but that's how you take it like that's how you see that and so every time there's a resource that you can learn every time that you're and I, that's what I love so much about the HubSpot community. It's very community over competition. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, Agreed. you don't know how to do this? Let me show you how to do that. Let me show you. They're not thinking like, can you write me a check if I show you how to do this? Or are you yeah, going to use this to need? steal one of my... Yeah, like there is none of that energy. Like none of that energy is there. It's how can I help you? And so you might be teaching somebody something that creates a light bulb moment in them that they finally believe in themselves. Now they learn more and maybe they, maybe they do become like the next HubSpot admin. Maybe they go out and get a certification after that. Maybe Mm -hmm. they get a new job after that. Like it creates these like offering resources, especially democratized resources, create ripples that you will never, ever, ever see the length of. No. You just know that you created that first one. Right. Because, because maybe the the power was that someone was more confident today than they were yesterday. Yeah. And they I didn't tell anyone and, yeah. they, and they didn't communicate it and they didn't tweet it. They just literally felt more confident because they have mm-hmm. a community around them to do what they need to do. That's 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 enough. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things like what if you're what if your boss comes to you today and says, I need you to do this. And you're saying they're like, I have no idea how to do that. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't right. know. Like, I don't, what's going on? What yeah. if I, what if I can't figure it out? Yeah. And then you're able to be like, well, here's all these resources. So you may not know it now, but that doesn't mean you're not going to know it tomorrow. doesn't mean you're not going to know it in a week. And you're okay. going to be able to have the opportunities. And whether that's coming from like customers, partners, knowledge bases, whatever that's from, this continued investment and, and basically be like, all you have to do is show up is incredibly powerful. And it's creating what I, what I really love is it's creating the future professional, whether they are a HubSpot user or not. Ah, creating the HubSpot professional, the RevOps professional, creating mm-hmm. the professional. Yeah. Whether it's a HubSpot or not. Yeah. I think there's something really powerful. I mean, you can, you can go into HubSpot Academy and not be a customer. There's no gate. There's no gate. And there's so many people who choose to gatekeep when they have information. And I just think about how many people have learned things. And I see, like, I see tweets about it all the time. I do a lot of social listening and I see tweets all the time when they're talking about like, so-and-so just shared, like, spent, give me $500 for this class. And they'll, and they'll like, literally the first or second thing is like HubSpot Academy is free. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like it's like right underneath that's like wait a but wait a second but <laughs> go here first <laughs> and so there's the the team works incredibly hard and you can see it in everything that they do everything that they create but it's it's it, you get to be a part of a ripple which is 
which is really as close to that light bulb as I've been in a very long time. And it's intoxicating. And being mm-hmm. able to know that you made an impact is is incredibly worthwhile. All right. You've done amazing, great things <laughs> and been an inspiration to little boys and girls. Um, your sainthood is clad in gold. <laughs> it's sealed, done. Maybe gold plated. I don't gold think. Plated. I don't think it's all gold yet. I got to do more stuff. <laughs> let's uh, let's shift gears to a couple people. Yes. I'd like to hear the story and share with us the story of a couple people that along the way have been a mentor to you or a positive influence on you. Mm-hmm. Who are some of those people in your life? Um, I'll, I'll tell you someone who's been really lovely. Um, Rachel Coger Geekly. She was one of the first HubSpotters that I, or not like HubSpot partners that I met. And she was incredibly warm and welcoming and really opened a lot of doors for me when it came down to, um, like what HubSpot was like. I find that with any company, the culture is through the people. So Mm -hmm. you could have like blogs written about how great you are, but you meet people in the ecosystem that are mean or cruel or don't have good energy. It just, it immediately creates this like disconnect between like, I don't believe what's there. And she is so kind and funny and sarcastic and lovely. And so she was like my entry point. And it was so, so I kind of met like, like a punk rock version of Glinda, the good witch. <laughs> like when okay. I, when I got into the house, like, I was like, this is what this is like. Okay. Okay. Um, I have to also say, um, Dan Tyre. I absolutely adore Dan Tyre. Here's, Damn. here's an interesting to- story. Um, so we went to inbound. I want to say it was 2016. 2017, uh, 2014, it was, it was, it was 15 or 16. I think it was, I think it was mm-hmm. 16, but he was taking, if you, if you haven't been to inbound in person, he does these things and he's dressed like a lion. Like he actually has like a lion. It's, it's adorable. Only Dan could do this and it'd be charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he was taking selfies with everybody. And so he and I messaged each other on Twitter and I was like, Hey, would love to get a selfie with you. And so he was busy. I was busy. We find like the last day we finally made it work and we're able to be like in the same place at the same time. So we got to meet and take a selfie and I got to talk to him for a few minutes. And if you haven't met Dan, he's just salt of the earth, like one of the loveliest, kindest, but also like most brilliant people you'll ever, he won't tell you that, but he is. Right. You'll have um, to find he, out. He is incredibly humble. Like one of the most humble people on this planet. Um, so we talked and everything and it was so lovely. He, he immediately was like, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Like he, as soon as we talked, that was like, what can I do? And I was like, I don't, I just wanted a selfie. I just wanted to meet you and say hi. And he was so like taken aback by it that That's every inbound sense, we always do a selfie. So even in digital, I was like, you know what we have to do? That's like, a tradition. We got to do a talk. Like that's our tradition. So every year we always be like, where's my selfie? Like we got to, we got to say hi to each other. So it's not, it's not inbound if I don't see Dan either through zoom or in person, um, and I think, I think Dan also just totally just embodies what HubSpot's about. He's incredibly generous. He's incredibly warm. He's silly and funny and humble. Um, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And that's the other thing is there's, um, that's fun. That's always fun. I, I love, I, 
like my colleagues are the smartest and kindest people I've ever met, but not a single one of them takes themselves too seriously. Like we will mm-hmm. always crack a joke. And I think that that's incredibly important because that shows such a lack of ego. Right. And right. so we're able to just do the work and make sure that we're taking care of people. But um, yeah, Rachel's amazing. Um, we're, we're birthday twins. So we always joke that. Um, the day. Yeah. So yeah, so we're birthday twins. Um, wow. And then um, and then Dan, I love I love Dan to pieces. So um, yeah, I remember when I when I officially was able to announce, and he immediately was in my Slack channel. Like as soon, like my first day, he was like, "Hey, you're here <laughs> finally!" <laughs> yeah, it was it was really nice. So I have to I have to give them both a shout out. But obviously, like Dan's my guy. Like love Rachel Dan. and Dan. Wonderful. Yeah. It's good to have people that uh that aren't necessarily you don't compare above or below right they're yeah. just people that are around in your sphere mm-hmm. that that have some impact whether it's empowerment right or or just seeing you mm-hmm. for who you are mm-hmm. it's great to hear someone like you who empowers so many to also have to know that you also have people who do that for you yeah and i think i think there's something like I look for kindness in people. I think that when you get to a certain level of of power or status or following or whatever that looks like, I do believe that it is it is your responsibility for having that to open the door for others. Like you mm-hmm. should if if you can't get them up there, find a ladder to help. Right. But like you should use that to create impact. And so I'm constantly I'm constantly drawn to people who are kind. And so, like, when I think about Rachel and Dan, like, I just think, like, they're lovely. Like, if I describe someone as lovely, like, that's the kindest compliment I can give because it's just, like, like, it's just bliss. Like, you're just yeah. a good person. And I and I also, awesome. I also love watching good people win. Like, watching good people win is just it's a great way to cap off the day. Good stuff. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of different people. Mm-hmm. We're. Uh, I'm going to ask you to fast forward to okay. ten years from now, and so there's there's a Christina that exists out there. Yeah. <laughs> what would she say to current Christina? What is she doing? Mm-hmm. And so, what does she tell you about what she's doing? And what what uh, what would she say to current Christina? She would tell me to learn to say no. Cause I constantly have that issue. I, I volunteer myself to do stuff all the time. Um, so she would tell me to Got say it. no. She would tell me to take more breaks, take more vacations. Don't wait. Don't wait for things. Um, but I hope honestly that she would, she would tell me, um, like 10 years from now, my kids are going to be in college. Right. And so I think she'd also tell me to make sure that I spend plenty of time with them before they're little adults and they don't, they don't want to hang out with me anymore. So I think that would probably be the biggest thing that she tells me is just like, make sure you spend time with them before they're, before they're, before they're ready to leave, before they can't wait to leave. Right, right. They will be like smack dab in the middle of college. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's 20, 2032. Mm-hmm. All right, so if we're watching this in 2032, 2032 us, <laughs> Christina, <laughs> you better start spending some time with those dang yeah. kids. Yep. Go play in the park. Go yep. do a craft. Yep. Go pull some leaves off the ground and 
<laughs> and rub them onto another piece of paper. That's funny. I loved that. Like doing like a, a an etch or a, a rub. Mm-hmm. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's lovely to hear the human side of you talk about the humanity behind where you'll be. Because mm-hmm. your career will go where it'll go. Yeah. Uh, what will be constant in the background is your humanity and the person you are. The person you. you show up as. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for being with us and sharing with us your story, Christina. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people who want to talk with you or find out what you're saying, where can they mm-hmm. find you online? I'm usually on Twitter. It's my second home. So if you want to find me at that Christina G, I am there. You can find me on Instagram, but it's like nature photos. So like, it's nothing spectacular. <laughs> like You'll be bored. Don't worry. Um, LinkedIn, you can just search Christina Granite and find me there. Um, I have a few speaking engagements coming up. So um, if you ever want to hear about community advocacy, um, brand love. Um, I'll be talking at a few at a few places over the next few months. Um, and then if you want to email me, cgarnett at hubspot.com. Like I said earlier, if you love us and you don't feel loved and returned, my inbox is exactly there for that reason. Like, let me know. Vent. Let me know what you do, how I, how I can help you. Let me know. Awesome. Reach out to Christina on Twitter or DM email her. And we'll uh, we'll make sure we share those as well. Thanks so much, Christina, for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Take care. Bye. Becoming the HubSpot Super Admin Podcast is available at HubSpotSuperAdmin.com or wherever you get your podcasts.